0: when life makes it
1: hard just to breathe Open the window. ladies and gentlemen welcome back
0: and then you will see my brother all right we're back another episode of i
1: mean and i got a very special guest today My brother, good morning everybody, listeners out there, hopefully you're safe and sound wherever you are, I have a special get guest today. let those listeners
0: calling in, let them know who, I, who do I need to call, we gotta get some listeners out there because we got lots to talk about today, we don't know what it is, but we got a lot to talk about.
1: <laughs> the Ghostbusters, I guess, will be the first people to come to mind when you say, who should you call? Yes sir. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Alright ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you formally and informally as well, because this is a... Give me a little more volume from you. Informal conversation here. How do I sound now?
0: Faint, but I can hear you.
1: Faint. Okay, let's fix this.
0: Let's get this together here. You got your mic- microphone right up to your mouth. I should be able to hear what you're saying, even when you whisper.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Hang on. Let me turn off this uh the gate.
0: Let's see how that does. You hear me okay, sir?
1: I can hear you perfect. How do I sound now?
0: You still sound the same, but that's okay. I just have to, let me check to make sure it's not me. No, it's not me. I'm okay.
1: You're positive? Hmm. Hang on. on. Let's see. Let's do some troubleshooting here.
0: There you go. There you go. You're coming up now.
1: I can be heard now.
0: Yes, sir. All right. What did you do differently? What did you do differently? You hit the wrong, you hit the right damn button. You know saying, <laughs> oh, so that's on me? You? you oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. I do this every day. I know I'm connected, I think.
1: I understand that.
0: <laughs> I, I have no idea what I'm doing, to be honest. <laughs> but it's good to be with you this morning, my brother.
1: It's beautiful, my brother. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the moment that you didn't know that you was waiting for. My guest today, my special guest today is, ah, man, it's been a long time coming, but here we are. We're here today. And And
0: it's it's not only the first time. This is the first time, but not the only time. We will be back.
1: uh, We'll be back. This will be a recurring regular thing per everyone's availability. Yes, indeed. So, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yes, George Wallace, this is how nerdy I am. You've learned something new about me today.
0: <laughs> Welcome, it's brother. It's all good. It's all good. I feel good today. I'm here in Wakanda. I'm down here in Wakanda, which is Atlanta, of course. And you know this, everybody. Uh, my, there you go. Show him some respect. It's all good. I'm mm-hmm. having fun. It's a beautiful day in Atlanta. I think it's about 72 uh, and uh, a, a cool, brisk day. And I understand in Los Angeles, it's 101 degrees. What the hell is going on out there?
1: It's 101 Dalmatians outside, brother. It, it, it's a hotter than hot. The heat is like, man, it's hot.
0: Is that from the fires or is that just hot? It's just hot one way or the other. You know what, brother?
1: It, you know what? Er, everything about Earth has just been downright disrespectful this year, just in every possible way.
0: 2020 has been a tough year hasn't it in all ways always man it's terrible
1: it's terrible just bad you know shout out terrible. to Charles Barkley just bad just terrible just a bunch of old plain old knuckleheads
0: man i don't know you do voices.
1: man i do things
0: I, you did you, know, well, you did Charles Barkley <laughs> big ass big ass Charles Barkley Well, i'm doing well in atlanta i, I this covid has me and i'm doing crazy stuff man i'm I'm eating pork rinds for breakfast. I ain't seen no pork rinds in years. You don't know what they are because you you're not old this? enough. What are you talking about? I grew up eating skins. Skins? Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Hey, 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 hey. hey. That, that's, that's it right there. When you said skins, they can call them pork rinds if they want to. We call them what? Skins. Skins. That's what I'm talking about, brother. Am I validated now? Are you from the law? Wait a second. But you're born and raised in Los Angeles. Where are you from?
1: I'm far from Los Angeles, my brother. I'm inside of Los Angeles, but I am not of. Kentucky. I was born in Cincinnati. My whole family's in oh, Cincinnati. Oh, hell, Alabama. man. The yeah.
0: 513. The 513. Stupid-ass people in Cincinnati. And the A59.
1: I can't disagree with you. Let me tell you something.
0: There's stupid people in the whole South, man. I'm born and raised in Georgia. But Cincinnati, Ohio, <laughs> your greater Cincinnati airport, The greatest Cincinnati airport, international airport, is in the state of Kentucky. The one in Hebron? You you tell me that ain't screwed up. The greatest Cincinnati international airport is in the state of Kentucky.
1: Bro, they can't do shit right. They can't do nothing right. You know, they couldn't even put the airport in the right
0: damn place. It's in Hebron. Exactly. And and why do they call it international? Let's make it perfectly clear. Covington, Cincinnati, across that river, the only thing international in Cincinnati it's the house of pancakes. Let's get this shit straight right now. Okay? The Hop? You talking about the hop? The, <laughs> the hop? Yeah, the one with the hey man, the one with the syrup on the table. When you, the sticky, st- the sticky top. I don't go there anymore. I haven't been there in years, man. I hop is trash, man.
1: I hop is trash. Like you'll pull the whole first layer of your forearm skin off because of the syrup stuck to the damn table and the you know, the strawberry preserves.
0: Oh, so you've been there. You know, uh, extra goofy. They oh. used to have like four or five different syrups and sweets on the side preserves. They still got that in the jars.
1: I reckon that they do. And they got like what they call compote today, compote, compote, which is not, if you ask for blueberries for your blueberry pancakes, they'll give you regular, regular rash pancakes, just a regular short stack with blueberry goo on top. That's the compote.
0: Blueberry goo. Minus I don't even know. I have never liked blueberries. I think there's no taste to blueberries for me. I'm from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now we had blackberries down here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, blackberries taste good, but blueberries, I just get nothing out of it. I don't know. Maybe I should try it again. I just I've tried it before. Uh, there's no taste for me. Blueberries, they say it's good for you.
1: The, like they're great for you, but it's a pretty non-committal fruit to me. You got to have 99 of them for it to have a real flavor profile. You got to have, you know. I mean, they sell
0: a little bitty uh ninety nine. Hell, your whole teeth, your mouth is blue by then. Your whole
1: I'm purple. Your whole situation about to be blue. Like you just had a a, <laughs> a, a blue squeeze it or like a blue exactly. hug. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! So for seven hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Yeah, how? Many? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find his accountant right now. It must be really good, as I tweeted out. You multiply it by four, mm-hmm. and you divide it by pi, mm-hmm. and then you uh, subtract seven, and then um, and you put in your tax deductions, and that comes out to $750. Man, Two
1: was... times in a row. Two times in a row. I was plugging in the Pythagorean theorem, uh, A squared plus B squared, C squared. I was trying to find the formula. No, 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 no.
0: You got to use pie. You got to use pie. I was using the wrong damn thing this whole time. Yeah. Come on,
1: Trey. I need to holler at his people because that is pretty
0: incredible. That's pretty criminal is what you're trying to say. Criminal. I misspoke. I said that. I swear this Mm. man needs to go to jail and just spit out rude. He's not a good person at all. I sat there and watched the debates the other night and some lady had to say on tv she had to call it a shit show she and that's what it was i'll tell you what this guy didn't respect the rules for the 2 minutes he didn't respect the big, uh, moderator he didn't respect anybody and didn't respect joe he just think everything is about him I, it was so disrespectful but you know they joe need somebody like a comedian somebody can think fast and just hit him bam bam because you know, say I'm living every day. Uh, I'm trying to be the greatest bullshitter in the world. So, but Trump, Trump is kicking my ass, man, in the bullshit department. It's so, all He needs <laughs> need somebody. He needs another BSer to come in. You know, because we all bullshitters know each other. Yes. You know, we don't we don't know each other, but we know each other. We're of a
1: similar cloth, is what you're saying.
0: There you go. Okay. There you go. We're of a similar. We we could, we could we could see each other coming from around the block, man.
1: Well, you like you could look at somebody's eyes and be like, "No, man." Here you go with them beady little eyes. I don't trust nobody with them beady. That's what my mama used to always say, I don't
0: trust me, got them beady little eyes. Them beady little old <laughs> old black <laughs> Now you you said two country things already. Your beady <laughs> eyes, and earlier you said reckon. I'm a country boy, man. Reckon. That's cool, dude. I tell you. Hey, we country people are good people, man. That's I swear to God, there's something about us southerners. Um that we do some stupid shit now. Let's make that perfectly clear. Absolutely but as far as being a, a human being a respectful person and honoring your parents and obeying and and and, and, and doing the right, trying to do the right thing we seldom us do that and uh, but uh we screwed up in other ways
1: you know those intangibles that we were born with and that we had cultivated coming from where we come from Um, really translated into us doing well and making any kinds of gains wherever we are in the world. Like, a place like Los Angeles, easy to get swept away, easy to get lost in a major city or town. Yeah. Any place like that, a lot of people are where they are in a negative light because of the lack of direction because they didn't come with a lot instilled in them, the values, their belief systems. They have no bullshit detectors, so they get, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they get, swindled left and right and then that erodes yep. their mind and ha- didn't and have a strong mindset coming into this whole thing you know what i mean i was a whole person i wasn't a complete person i wasn't you know fully evolved when i got here but i was definitely myself
0: well and that's then, good
1: you know from there you just get better at that you know
0: well that's good well, i'm glad you grew up in a uh got a good uh upbringing and uh you you learned the rules from the south and how to be respectful and uh and, and, and do your thing and then you learn how to be a man and take care of yourself too. Know maybe how to gotta work, work on
1: cars, if it breaks down, do your own uh, breaks, maybe
0: do the oil. Now that I don't know, okay, listen <laughs> to me. Hey, if I open my hood, oh my God, I don't even know how, if I were to open my hood, oh my God, I don't even know how to open a hood. But if something were, my buddy Jerry Seinfeld used to say, you just look under there, is there an off and on switch? That's all I know. <laughs> and off and on, do I press the button and off and on. I don't know anything about working on a car. Uh, I'm sorry. Never, you no brakes. Did. Hell no. You know what? This is a different day. I mean, this is a different day. When I was growing up, I could change a tire uh-huh. in less than 15 minutes. I don't even know where the tire thing is. Is there a now? Is there a jack? All right. If I had the jack, I wouldn't know where to put the jack now. Check this out. Is south. that a place? It, if,
1: it, if it's a Hyundai... Today, they don't even give your ass a spare tire, you just on your own, you know. That, what I'm
0: saying? No, dude, no, 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 especially Hyundai, they got a thing in that they got a thing, they got a donut tire, don't they?
1: They don't put those in their cars. You just have four tires. If one goes limp, you got a limp on home, dude. Your three tires, dude. I,
0: I, I, dude, I, I begged it different with you, but I, I, I'm sure this is pretty not true. I'm pretty sure. Every car comes with a spare tire. Unless I don't know something, uh, was, I'm gonna look
1: that up. I was just as shocked as you. Now, when I came across this information, this was probably a few years ago. Maybe they got their shit together. This is
0: a possibility. This you're talking about Hyundai. You're talking about people that gave you a hundred thousand miles transmission, ten years, ten years uh, warranty, mm-hmm. and you tell me they don't have a tire, a spare, a donut tire in the car. What? A, I guess all the tires are donut tires on a (laughs) Hyundai. All of them are donut tires. 10-inch rims. I keep
1: keep them clean, though. You keep them clean. clean, though. Yes. This is a fun fact. Okay, check this out, George. All right. I found out that you share the same exact birthday as my best friend. Shout out to JC. July the 21st. You also... Are one day before my birthday and my younger brother's birthday. Chuck, we were born on on the same day, four years apart, on on the twenty second. And you're on the twenty third. Get out of here! Nah, I'm serious.
0: Fantastic man, Did you, like you just made it, didn't you? Are you not a Cancer?
1: I technically am. You let the biddies tell you, and they're like, "Well, you got some Leo tendencies for sure." The next day is Leo. The very next. Yeah. Day, the twenty third.
0: No, I beg you. I don't know anything about. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, the, the Zodial, days, 20, zodiac. I don't, I don't know any zodiacs, whatever like you call this I, don't pay I know nothing about it, but I know I can get along with everybody. I'm a cancer and I love people, okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, and also Kim Whitley, Kim Whitley is born on our day, and I think um, the 21st, or 22nd. the 21st, okay, 21st, Kim Whitley, the Kim Whitley, um, good friend of mine, comedian.
1: Shout out to Kim Whitley,
0: everybody knows her, beautiful lady, and uh. So it's a good it's a good month to be born in July.
1: We have a lot of July births in my family. A lot of them. like yeah. July's just packed, just chock full. My pop's birthday's on the first. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone.
0: Does that mean there. like? Does that mean they got like? Parents, your parents got busy like around before Thanksgiving or Halloween or something like that?
1: Everybody in our family went ham in November, October, November. As soon, as soon as soon as the fall hits, as soon as, you know what I'm saying, the cuddle season yeah. is full, oh. it's in full swing. You know, the music slows down a little That's bit. That's what it was. they had to feelings, come inside. Yeah, the feeling's deep, and you got to take your ass indoors. Now, this is in the South, y'all. Audio listeners, everyone paying yeah. attention right now. Because, you know, because we grew up, you know,
0: running around maybe sometime bare feet. It's in the South, y'all. I wonder how... Demographically,
1: I wonder if there's a study lo- or like an infographic that shows all right, people in the south or places where it gets cold as hell, how many July births there are because everyone had not a damn thing to do. They were vitamin D deficient and ultra uh, rearing and ready to go in November and October. <laughs> one shit else to do. They only had, and especially, back in, to- yeah, and
0: especially back in the day, yeah, they weren't especially back in the day. It not no, that's. That's why I, Netflix, what are you talking about? Let me tell you something about my grandparents. I, I, my, my grandparents, okay? Mm-hmm. Both my grandmothers had 21 kids. Ooh, that, you you hear what, that's 42 kids. <laughs> that's a skill set. I saw my grandmama last week and she's pregnant right now. No, let me tell you. <laughs> 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 no, but they had, the reason they had so many kids back in the day, you know, Let's say down in the 19, uh, my grandparents' 1900s or something like that. Mm-hmm. They had no 7-Eleven to go to or no movie. They went to bed at 7 o'clock, okay, when it got dark. Mm-hmm. And you can't sleep from 7 to 7. No. So they turn over like, and, and mm-hmm. bam. That, turn over, bam, another baby. That, I'm sure they have babies with babies in the bed with them.
1: That's the move. It's like, well... I can't sleep for 12 hours. Can you sleep for 12 hours? I damn sure can't sleep for 12 hours. Well, what you want to do?
0: Well, we can burn an hour at least. Oh, they probably hit it in 15, 20 minutes. They were done at the the most. Oh, so that's... Because they didn't even... You know, back in the day, they didn't even make love, I don't think. No, they... They were just put together, and they were just... The dude would just hit it and quit it. They reproduced. The color purple. (laughs) Did you hear Sealy say in the color... uh, Was it Sealy? No, it wasn't Sealy... yeah, was silly, it. And in the color purple, he just get on top of me, do his business and get off. That's what they did back in the day. No love.
1: Man.
0: There wasn't none back then.
1: I figured there wouldn't be none now. I figured that there was then. <laughs> Plus look, game was built in back then, I'm sure. Like look my dad raised me on some music that I was like, man, y'all ain't y'all ain't have to say shit. Like just put yeah shit in on the A track and just look over at it like this. Huh?
0: And uh, then she goes, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then cause he's Tendergrass is letting you know like Leon
0: Ware is just giving you the blueprint to the evening. You ain't gonna say and, and 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 Tendergrass said, turn the lights down low. All Cut of that out stuff. Turn the lights. Go ahead. You know lights how do you know this music? Door. You uh you you're too young to know this music. Now yesterday I was on a Zoom with all of the Radio One broadcasters and we were doing the WAP music. So, oh, no. so, oh, so no. how do you how do you know you going back old school? So you know some um, uh, good music, brother. Good music.
1: I transcend my time and my place. It's one of my things. I uh, all all thanks to my parents and uh, me being a weirdo who was born at age forty nine. I guess I've been told forty nine.
0: That's that's yeah yeah.
1: Uh, I've been told not time travel a little bit. <laughs> that's, I mean that's a fun means of conveyance life's more interesting too when you just have more shit to draw from you know what I'm saying like you can't yeah. be limited to your time like what if your era is trash What? like what are you going to do if you're not into interesting things or just other eras like yourself there's plenty of things that you can draw from
0: is there eras for um, there is trash more trash than oh, oh this one is uh,
1: vi- you know, oh. vying for the top spot we got all this technology and we had our all time worst as people
0: come on that's so true, man. I didn't want to say this era, but I think you might be I right. I you
1: did I'll say it for you. You didn't want to be that guy. Oh, back in my day, you know. You, you know well, with, let you know, me tell you something. I grew bullshit.
0: up in, I grew up in the greatest time ever. You don't even understand. I grew up before <laughs> when you were born. I was. I grew up. Let's let me put it like this: the seventies and the eighties and the nineties. I grew up. I had moved to New York City. Went to the University of Akron, right up the street from Cincinnati. Mm. That's where I got my studies. University the of Akron, zips. Ohio, the, the zip. And you know, we just found out what the zips are about about ten years ago.
1: <laughs> so y'all named that shit and was like, I don't know what it is. It just zips.
0: We found out somebody somebody explained it to us about three years ago. Mm. Ohio State, thirty eight, Akron zip. That's what we. That's oh man. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Akron ah. the zip. But no the real way. story on that Akron, Akron was the capital rubber capital of the world. BF Goodrich was the rubber, first rubber company, mm-hmm. and they made boots for your feet. And they were like they call them uh, galoshes. Mm-hmm. And they so you're not old enough. There used to be a rubber boot to go over your feet when it rained. They call them rubbers. Mm. And then they, then they had a zipper on the side. So that's what we got to name the zippers. And to be honest,
1: yeah. and then as time but, went on, but, uh, rubbers yeah.
0: became condoms. Exactly, think that. And then to see words uh, transcend to other words, uh, I could go on. Stupid is now a compliment. Somebody tell you you're stupid. That's what I call you. You're stupid, man. I'm sorry. It's a compliment. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sort
1: of, so, sort of going to go on some, I want to go on the dive where I'm trying to figure out who actually made rubber because you know how shit be. It will. they'll tell you, yeah, B.F. Goodrich was the first man to do the rubber and discover the rubber. Yeah, where it come from? Over there? Oh, so what was they doing with it? It was rubber over there. What was that cat's name? I can't pronounce it. You know how she goes. They yeah, how did, day,
0: how day. did, well, the rubber actually was produced, I think, in, in Africa, somewhere in Europe. Yeah,
1: that's where the with highest rubber. concentration of rubber trees and rubber plants come from.
0: Well, how do you know this?
1: I just know a, a thing or two about a thing or two, you know.
0: In any of case, of... getting back to the 70s, let me tell you about having some fun. I had the days of, I was in New York City after college, mm-hmm. and there's nothing like the late 70s, and I'm sure you heard about Studio 54 and all of that stuff. There was nothing like it, man. Everybody doing anything, everything, sex was everywhere, people were partying, and we had fun. What stopped? that was like 1980, mid-80s AIDS, the disease AIDS just mm. cut everything off. I mean, all of the restaurants were open 24 hours all night. We would just, we would leave the clubs and go to breakfast. But when AIDS came, it put a stop to everything in the uh, 90s. And uh, But we parted our asses off. We, If you look into your history, I'm sure you've seen everybody talking about Studio 54 and, and the clubs in the, um, Los Angeles, Atlanta, all of the major places man you talking about a grateful life and not only just partying but people were good and you enjoyed uh, your family you visited more and the life was just good back in the day you had no worries people we were growing and but age cut everything off and then it got a little uh, uh, not paranoia but it got a little tricky there people didn't talk to people and uh, hands off uh, it was a new life just as this epidemic is right now. My Stay pops, away.
1: My pops used to tell me all kinds of stories about, like, through his stories, I kind of got a forced Gump-like glimpse into how life was. And I sort of had arrived at the conclusion, especially compared to today, it was hard to ruin your life back then, super easy to ruin your life now. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it wasn't a such thing as like, now a DOI is a DOI, like you shouldn't be driving under the influence, y'all out there listening. But I would hear stories about, yeah, let me and the boys be in the, uh, you know, in the Z28. Mm-hmm. I
0: had
1: I had more than one of those. I had two Z28s, a white one and a black just... one, rally sport. And I'm like, cool, that's dope. A GTO, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. They was driving around like star and Hutch, and then they would get pulled over or something because they had one too many or something like that, having a good old yeah. time but the cats would just follow them home. Like the, uh, you know, boss hog would, uh, he wouldn't necessarily smash out your back tail light, but he would just be like, all right, boys, it's time to go home now time and to go they home, would y'all. drive these kids home and make sure that they got home safely.
0: And that amazing.
1: Throwing them. <laughs> That's until,
0: what I yeah. think. That's what pisses me off today. Now you, you, you're pissing me off. I don't understand. Uh, if a drunk fella is walking down the street, okay. And he's in his neighborhood. Why take him to jail? That's some bullshit. Let him take him home. No, let's do a better example. What happened in Atlanta? A kid got shot here at Wendy's uh, three months ago, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy started running from the policeman, and the policeman shot and killed him. I forgot his name. At, at the Wendy's. Everybody knows about the story. Mm-hmm. Well, the car is right there, right? Why well, kill the guy? He's coming back tomorrow to get the car. Are you talking about the
1: brother, uh, Rayshard? I saw this video of a guy. He was like, my sister and my family, like
0: my three babies. Exactly, exactly. And they were like... And he took off running. Took off running, and the police shot him and killed him. Well, it was a damned...
1: I figure in his mind, it was a damned if you do and damned if you don't. It's like, well, they kill us sitting still. They kill us moving. I'm going to just take my chances and try to get home.
0: I don't know. He died anyway. Well, he shouldn't have run in the first place. He shouldn't have ran from the car. But that's okay. You don't kill somebody from running. For what? For just sleeping in the car?
1: He literally said, hey, man, I can walk home. Because there was another cat that did. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell. Exactly. There was a white that's kid, the one with it. White kid with a machine gun, walked straight to Army tanks in Wisconsin in Kenosha, strapped like, he was strapped down like a Duke Nukem or somebody, walking toward the guys, and they went, hey, thanks a lot for your help, son. Tossed him a water bottle because he looked parched.
0: What'd you call him? Son- 17, 17 years old 17, 17 years old not even old enough to carry that to carry a gun, that gun and so went nice. back to went back to they let him go he went back to his state of illinois mm-hmm. you know and the kid had been there only thing he would have gone back to if he were black would have been to the funeral home it Back to have the gone funeral.
1: back to yeah thompson, thompson funeral home
0: yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. So it's a different day. It's a new day. We're living in a different time. We don't trust anybody. I'm of, uh, I'm of age. I worry about something that has bothered me a long time ago in Los Angeles. When I moved to Los Angeles, it was really bad, man. You have no idea. 1976, 77, driving down the street. I was a young man, just moved from New York out of brand new Lincoln, brand new Lincoln. They pull you over every day in but well, not every day, but once a week mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills, because I lived there at the comedy store and doing things like that. Mm-hmm. They would pull you over. It was just terrible, man. Just the policeman just to bother you. And I don't understand. The problem I was speaking of is why do we always have to get on the ground? I never understood that. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. I just thought, actually, you know what? I'm going to get hurt one day because I'm a, I'm a decent person. Here's my hands. You want to handcuff me? Why do I have to get on the ground? That's so meaningless and dehumanizing and uh so that's why we got a boat so we can stop some of this shit
1: i think that they fear black people in particular this lost tribe on a genetic level at this point on like it's just in them to have this insanely irrational and out of proportion fear for our particular group because one our group's culture is celebrated the world over, embraced the world over, and they understand that this whole thing and this whole world, this is their entire buffet. They don't have a lot they don't have much of a culture on their own at all, which is why America looks and seems the way that it does. So they love Thai food, they love Chinese food, so all of that's here. They love barbecue, they love Memphis barbecue and North Carolina barbecue, <laughs> all of that shit's here they um they love hip-hop their children our culture raises their children they hate that so all of these things um the shoes the brands the number one consumers on planet earth us but we are the number one most exploited group of people of all time of all time with that being said our population is so minuscule compared to theirs or anyone else's. So for them to be that afraid of so small a population is evidence of how much power we actually have. And also evidence of how much power our own people have no idea that they do have. So it doesn't get exercised and it doesn't get used and it gets misplaced and it gets abused.
0: And we are where we are today couldn't be said better. But you know, it has always, speaking about policemen, it's always been from slavery, control your Negroes, your niggers, mm-hmm. that's what it's always been. And it's been day one, and that's what it has continued to be. And it's even their targets, when they go to the shooting range, what color is the target? It's black as hell. And they try to hit it when they shoot, that's all they know is shoot that black, bat- shoot that target.
1: You gotta get the groupings right, right there in the
0: chest. But when we go and, uh, man, then you get in the chest. How come you can't shoot them sometimes in the leg or something like that? You know
1: That probably isn't enough
0: to stop them. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But in any case, mm-hmm. it's a new day. We're living. And we had the George Floyd, which was not first. Thank God to this little thing right here. This this thing is powerful, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. That This thing is powerful. Yep.
0: I think one of the first major things this changed was the incident's was Tiger Woods? Mm. You know they his somebody caught him with his girlfriend in Australia somewhere. On which one? He has seventy two of them. <laughs> that boy was busy.
1: <laughs>
0: you can't blame him. He was
1: busy, huh? brother. He was busy. He was never ever ever at home. He had mad substitutes.
0: Oh man, that's so true. I used to do a joke with uh, about that in Las Vegas. I'm going to bring him back. I brought, I told people I brought Las Vegas back to, uh, to Las Vegas. And I got him 12 of the best hoes in town and got him back on his game. So <laughs> yeah. George, like, do
1: you know how, like you have, you've been in tons of movies, hella TV shows, tons of movies. You have a stand in, you have a stand in. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're like, okay, all right for time this and that um i don't want to stand there and just be your eyeline the whole time on set stand in stands in and they do like they just absorb whatever it is you know what i'm saying like it sounds crass it sounds crude but it's just mad stand-ins he probably actually loved his significant other and she was significant to him and then these other weren't but you know it's just the time that we live in it's the age that we live in it's um you know we have different philosophies, and this is when those philosophies clash. Well, so
0: yeah. I guess he learned a lesson. She beat the shit out of him. Yo, he got his in, ass beat with In, in Florida, Florida. Six. What, what? Was it the number a nine uh, uh, number nine club, I think? Uh, <laughs> oh, for, is, is that what it was? Yeah, a nine iron, they called it a nine iron. Man. She stopped, she beat the Cadillac, and that was in Florida. So once again, anything stupid happens, really stupid. Go down south, Florida is the worst state in America, of course. You know Florida that. Florida
1: man. There's
0: so many Florida man stories. Oh, man. And people robbing McDonald's with an alligator. Guy putting an alligator to the window. <laughs> See, it's so much stupid stuff in Florida. It's just crazy, man. Now, crazy.
1: Florida, when you look at Florida news headlines nowadays, it reminds me of when I was a kid and we were in the checkout line at any Kroger's or whatever, Thriftway, Save a Lot, whatever it was. You would look at the uh, checkout counter, you saw the National Enquirer, which was all yes. bullshit news all the time. Yes, yes, you know, yes, in Bat boy sitting there, and I'm like, hey, is this nigga real? Like, Is this real? And my parents exactly, like, no. You know what I'm saying? They let me, like, come on, do you think that this nigga's real? And I'm like, I mean, I was a kid, I was impressionable, but it's National Enquirer type news, but that shit be real. Like, remember, like the Miami Dude? Who was on bath salts, which I didn't know was a super, like a, can, You're right, yeah. like a cannibal drug? Where he was eating eating people's faces.
0: Eating people, yeah. Oh my! Florida is the craziest state. They even have a network called the Florida News. Stupid news in Florida. Oh man, so much going. They had a that they, they got snakes down there eating alligators. Yes, and, they do uh,
1: pythons. They got anacondas over there because they love the crazy, exotic, the exotic murderous pets that when they escape, no human can stop them. No. Nope. The happiest
0: place, the happiest place on earth is in Florida, Orlando, Florida. You go there, they don't give, You know, I live in Las Vegas, right? And you've been to Las Vegas. You've got to be 21 years old to lose money in Las Vegas. Orlando, Florida, Disney World, SeaWorld, they don't give a shit how old you are. How oh, old the baby? Three years old, $120. Next day will flat out rob your ass in Florida. They don't give a shit. They got park a parking lot. I don't know whether you've been to Disney World. Hell no. $25, a million spots. And the parking lot is in Tampa. That's how far it's. Oh, <laughs> the see? parking lot is. That's. What, it's so far away from the park. I just say it's in Tampa. But Florida, crazy shit in Florida, man, crazy shit. And it rains every day at three o'clock. Okay. And they don't tell you that till you get into the into the park. And they will sell you a piece of plastic and shit nine dollars they just rob you man they just take your money down
1: that's the only place i've ever heard of where a baby got eaten at a theme park inside of it like inside
0: the theme park no one you know what that is true isn't it that is true that was also florida yes yes that's true i forgot about that like these
1: hurricanes understand things that we don't about people and they be just hating on florida with reasons that we only come to understand are probably justifiable there's just (laughs) some collateral in the way there's some good people in the way, of these hurricanes, but niggas got to go. Right, <laughs> so these hurricanes
0: be hitting them on the clock. Around the well, ground. there's certain places a hurricane won't go. I know. Now, I've done this research myself. Mm. You'll find that hurricanes, they will not, very seldom will they go into an upper class neighborhood, Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. Buckhead in Atlanta. Wherever you live, Very, if it's an upper class neighborhood, even in New Orleans, about or Tulane, hurricanes won't go there. I got another, place, listen, Buck, yeah. another place hurricanes won't go. Hurricanes won't go near a Home Depot. If you hear a hurricane <laughs> coming, go to Home Depot. I don't give a fuck how bad the weather is, the storm. Home Depot is open tomorrow. Am I right? They got some blue tarp out there waiting for your ass. So a hurricane won't mess with Home Depot. The third place a hurricane won't go. They just won't go. Cleveland. Cle- Hurricanes. Are y'all jotting this down, listeners? Jot this shit down, please. Cleveland. The hurricane going. No. <laughs> How much damage could we do in Cleveland? It ain't. A it's whole already mess been. You a- <laughs> know. But yeah, but they tried it again the other night with the, with the debate though in Cleveland. That's what that was. Man. Uh, well, that's a, that was a hurricane, though, right? Yeah, I hear that was a shit storm. That was a shit storm. It was terrible, man. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody saw it. And I, I don't think there'll be another uh, uh, debate. You know, if he was sharp, I think Joe Biden should have said, uh, 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 Miss Miss Trump, Miss Trump, we're sorry. We know what you're going through. But would you come up and tell this man what two minutes is, two minutes are? Huh? And Trump, I'm pretty sure he already knows, yeah. She is because a, this guy. she would
1: be standing there looking like a POW. She is a POW. She is a POW. She she's a POW. standing there like, man, I'm held hostage ivanka blink twice or whatever name is blink twice if you are held under duress she's going man when he's
0: out of office i'm leaving this dude i'm taking all his money well he doesn't have any money so she might be just finding that out i bet she's just finding out this dude ain't got no money
1: it's so hard man like it's so crazy that just no matter what you do you can just open up google to just you're genuinely curious and you're gonna Web MD yourself or something, whatever you got going on in your life. And no matter what happens, the algorithms they kick in and then it's just this. Man, you come right out of a comic book. No matter what you got going on. <laughs> it's about to That's be cool, some more I like your shit. I
0: like your system, man. You got everything there for you. I don't know how to do anything like that. That is wonderful.
1: I can educate you. We will educate you can teach you me how to operate
0: a how to operate a board. Oh yeah. I've been around a board so much in my life, but I never operated a board. That's I've been um, a radio head person and number one in the city of Chicago, WGCI, when mm-hmm. I did radio there in Atlanta and New York City. And of course, I was with the Tom Jordan Morning Show for years, but I never learned to operate that board. I'm glad I didn't because I would have been, I, I think I'd love that. I would love to, because you're in so much control, man. So much control.
1: I'm. I'm going to send you... Some information is going to contain the board that I actually do use. It's going to be.
0: There ain't no need of sending that shit to me. I ain't going to- <laughs> what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read it, and I don't know how. I don't have a board, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to do you that. You, you do. You actually have a board. You just got controls there. You don't have a real board. You got a uh, small.
1: I have a whole interface, brother. Road. Really? Yeah, it was made by Road. This mic is Road. Shout out to Road. They don't sponsor this show. They oughta. We'll see. We'll work this out. They will. In yeah, that's time. cool.
0: You got a real studio.
1: Yeah. Congratulations. I've been investing man, thanks a lot, brother. I just been investing this whole time. Like I told myself, when the shit all went down, when the vid hit the streets yes. back in March or whenever, I was like, Okay, so no matter what happens, this isn't stifling my momentum per se. I I I just know that no matter what happens, I'm gonna come out of this thing, through this thing better than I went in. I don't know how. But that's what's It's just what's going to happen. And I just went into investment mode. I thought of everything I love to do and everything I set out to do. And how could I still do that? How can I get better every single day when I get up and just, I'm able to create, I stay in my bag. That way I'm not just sitting there waiting for auditions and shit. It's like, no, I'm just creating shit all day. And then agent hits me up and I'm like, Oh, cool. I'll do
0: that too. No, that's cool, man. So you got your, you got your shit together and that's cool. Does anyone have their shit together? At all, uh, you got your shit together. Yeah, that's some good shit. Yeah. That's my shit. That's your <laughs> shit, George Carlin. <laughs> Yo.
1: Yeah, shout out to George Carlin, man. Rest in power, brother. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's one of my favorite. He's one of, of the up. greatest comedians
0: ever. And uh because at one time I didn't like him because I I I would try to do some uh, writing, some comedy, and then I bought a book. He had a book called Bird Droppings, Brain Droppings.
1: I read Brain Droppings, not all of it.
0: Did you really? Yep. I didn't read all of it either, because you know why I just put the damn book down? Because I thought I thought, listen, I thought I was thinking of some shit It's already in the book. He's man. got, he, he touched on everything George Carlin did. That's I, I said, shit down. I was bitch.
1: like, damn it, George. Not only do you come up with the bit about stuff, which blows my mind to this very day. Stuff. Exactly. Man. Stuff.
0: Stuff. You know, I thought I wrote a joke about, why are they all... Operators always standing by. They stand by. They're not standing by. They're sitting. I read the book. Why well, are all, all operators standing already in the book? I'm gonna fuck him. And I just put the book down, man. I He's too good. You can tell,
1: like you, know, you could tell, that with George and brain in the beginning of the book, some of that stuff was early George because there have been different iterations of him. So, totally. Uh, at first, he was he was um, the clean cut guy at the uh, Copa Cabana. Doing those shows. Oh man, listen to you. You know what I'm saying? With your history. You know, and then after that, he kind of evolved because his dream the whole time, because he had the, uh, him and Burns, they had the radio show and that sort of thing because he was a radio guy. And then after that shit, he was like, his dream was to be the cool guy. You freeze right there?
0: With the kids, huh? I did die freeze. What happened? Uh, you froze. Keep moving. Keep talking, everybody. I'm here okay. with D man Trivanti, and we're Mr. Waller, and we're having fun here. And I'm just going to continue talking.
1: <laughs> it's all being recorded. And so George, he um, wanted to always be cool with the cool kids. He wanted to do coffee shops. He wanted to be where the cool kids were. He wanted, and and at this point, it was like near like Vietnam and like the war was going on. So he wanted to be at the forefront. Oh. We have a little bit of a technical difficulty here, but that's okay. We're going to bring it back. In just a second, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're back. Yes, indeed. All right, beautiful. I kept talking while
0: you were away. I don't know what I was saying. I was trying to host the show.
1: That's a pro, man. You know how to vamp.
0: (laughs) I was vamping. You were vamping. Shout out to Dr. But wait a second. I'm impressed with you and everything you're doing right now. So you don't know this, right? So because you know comedy... And you went back to Carlin, you went back to Copacabana, and I'm going like, well, hold on a second. This dude knows a little more than uh, I think he knows because that's amazing. Because I haven't studied as well. I know I know a lot about black comedy, and I got to go study some more. Mm-hmm. But, but when you get into the history of books about real comedy, and you hit Carlin, and you go back to Copacabana and all of these clubs, uh, it's pretty smart. I even it's went smart. to most of the young, uh, especially African American comedians, don't know comedians don't know this yet. So it, I actually. Uh,
1: my family, man. You're amazing. I appreciate amazing. you, brother. My family, we um, it was all comedy all the time. Like my Saturday mornings, I'm sorry, my Are you Saturday back? nights. Oh, yeah, I'm back. My uh, Saturday nights would be spent watching either HBO boxing or it was the special. And Carlin had like 21 specials, so I was always watching Carlin. I was always watching Rock. I was watching Stephen Wright. I was watching Robin Williams. You were watching Stephen Wright, really? Yes. That's cool,
0: man. And that one. So you must have stuff, been in your teenage kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, a, you're a teenager at that time watching these guys, right?
1: I was a kid. I was a little kid, and I was watching all of this different kinds of comedy, and that's how I cultivated my love for it. And I just became a student, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that kind of influenced me in a lot of different kinds of ways. Um,
0: and so, yeah, so I had people like, good. I had people like Jackie Moms Maybly, and uh, the reason I'm actually in the business is a guy, you don't know this guy, in, There's a comedian named Red Skelton. And uh, man, this was a white guy I had characters. And uh, I'm sure you heard of Red Skelton. I've heard of Red Skelton. And, uh, mm-hmm. I had Red Skelton. Uh, I had uh, Red Fox. Yes. There was a comedian named Red Buttons. There was another comedian named Pinky Lee. Even back in the day, I had all people of color. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, all people of color. Red Fox, Red Button, Red... But I had uh, Jackie Moms, Maybly, and uh, Judge me, Markham, Flip Wilson. And of course, I watched, uh, there was Skillet and Leroy, Leroy. Um, George, uh, the black guy, go George, he, well, oh. he went to jail for drugs. He went to jail for drugs in Las Vegas. Uh, my goodness. George, uh, I forgot, anybody. but he, he used to do voices. He was really, really, really good. So all of those comedians I studied back in the day. Flip, of course, I watched Johnny Flip, Flip Wilson was great. Flip yeah.
1: Wilson was instrumental historically when it came to the variety show for black people, for black men. He was, his audience was white, like it was mainstream.
0: Yes, of course. At like the Flip to, Show, right? Yeah, but to get on TV, he was he did, and I came at the end of that era. To we went to the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. so everything was about being clean and being like George, you know, with the tie on, and and, and at the Tonight Show, Merv Griffin, uh, Phil, um, I forgot Phil's name, uh, but we were just uh, uh, trained TV wise, mm-hmm. so you really couldn't express yourself. Richard Pryor came out of it. George Carlin came out of it. And that's when you start hearing the curse words and people really expressing themselves. And And I'm so glad I told Russell Simmons about that yesterday because when I started, I wanted to lead one of the guys out of the 80s and 90s that could go to the white comedy clubs and work and do all of the. I opened for everybody, every casino in Las Vegas. I was the guy that did that back in the 80s and 90s. And uh, But the young black comedians had no place, no vehicle to express themselves. Then came Russell Simmons with Deaf Comedy Jam, and that blew it open. I'm so happy that happened so the comedians can really tell their stories. Kind of like rap music. Because weren't they stuck in the Chitlin
1: circuit otherwise? It was just like they were just doing black stuff with black people all the time. <laughs> and it was like, nah, man, Like everybody can do this comedy. Like Owen, um, I can't remember uh, his last name. Owen Smith, I think is his name. Like people like Yeah, I
0: got a picture of him. Yeah, I got a picture of him inside in my uh, office at the the, the older black community. So, you know, Amos and Andy and some of these guys. And uh, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. Amos and Andy. Owen
0: Smith, I can't believe you said
1: that. That's cool. Well, he's incredible and he's insanely unsung. He's insanely cerebral when it comes to his writing and just his delivery. But no one knows he exists. The only way that people do today is because of Rogan. Joe Rogan would be like, man, look, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Outside of, like, Joey Diaz, which is, like, a good friend of his. is Another good friend of his, Owen Wilson. He always tries to champion that black man, and I really appreciate that about him using this platform to do that. It's like, yeah.
0: Man, you're smart. You're you're knowledgeable. I'm learning a lot, man. Thank you so much. I'm learning a lot,
1: brother. I'm just soaking up game, man. Hey,
0: hey. And and, uh, life is
1: good for you? I can't complain, man. Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. <laughs> you know what
0: I'm saying? It's
1: uh, it's way more people going through way worse, man. Like life is good. I can't complain because I have one thing that a lot of motherfuckers don't today, and that's health. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Yeah, that's good. You know. I, I, and speaking of
0: health, I'm kind of, I'm crazy because I've been in this house, uh, six months here in Atlanta. I've never been in a place uh, for six months in the same place because mm-hmm. I've always traveled. I've been everywhere, but. I'm sitting on my ass a lot. I'm not, uh, i think I'm I'm going to die from, I know, man, I know. Especially being advanced in age. Yes, of course. Yeah. And that's why I'm telling you, I am the laziest son of a bitch ever. (laughs) Ever. I don't do nothing. And I I I do get out listen, oh my God, come on, comedy was my sex and drugs. And Mm -hmm. I worked every night. I've been working every night for 45 years, every night. Can you believe that? went to Las Vegas and uh, and and practically owned Las Vegas, especially for an African-American comedian. And a lot of people don't know that George Wallace, when I went to Las Vegas uh, for 30 days, uh, well, I started there in 1979. I didn't know that. For, I was like, you got uh, a residency over there and everything. Are you kidding? I started there in 1979. I was opening for Donna Ross and then I opened for Tom Jones for five years, mm-hmm. uh, Donna Summer, Paul Anka, I opened for everybody because I always wanted to be a comedian. I never wanted to do television. I don't know anything about acting, not movies, anything. All I want to do is tell jokes. I heard the party jokes from Red Fox when we were kids, and and I heard uh, Milton Berle, and I heard... Uh, and then we heard, I was with Seinfeld back at the start, we heard that a guys named Shaky Green, Don Rickles, they were working in Las Vegas, they were making $200, $300, $400,000 a year. Mm. Damn that's good enough for me that's all i want to do that's painful. that's all i want to do and i went there and all of a sudden i did the tonight show and the next thing you know i'm working there and i said okay i've been doing it for 10 years let me do it on my own so i went into las vegas and uh, for 30 days 60 days 90 days of course you know i was the reason i was successful in las vegas because before i did the professional comedian route right? i was vice president of the world's largest outdoor advertising agency. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So everything at Times Square, all of the billboards, the spectaculars at Times Square, all of the 5,000 buses in New York City, all of the subways, the ads on those vehicles and up and down the streets, the billboards, I sold that space. So in 74, I was I was making like $75,000 a year there. Nice no, that's yeah, bad. Yeah, so... but. All I ever want to do was go to Las Vegas and, and become a comedian. I said, uh, and I went into the comedy store one day, into the uh, comic strip in New York City one day. It was a new comedy club. And I said, and by the way, I do a little comedy myself. And they said, well, come back in. So I went back in. I sold the program. And I went back in on Thursday night to audition. And Friday night, I've been working every night ever since. So when I got to Las Vegas and made my little move there, I came for 30 days, six days, 90 days. And the president of the hotel says, you ain't going nowhere. I wound up staying at the Flamingo for 10 years, 10 years. But I didn't work for the hotels. Okay. I own own the show. Mm. It's something you should never do unless you know what you're doing. I did the (laughs) marketing. I did the marketing. I did the advertising. Because I'm smart enough to know to go to the advertising people in Las Vegas and go, hey, you got 10 boards open out there on the road. I'm going to pay for two, but put me up on the other six of the eight that you got. You might as well, I knew this jargon. I knew the lingo to talk to them, you know what I'm saying? And what I do, everybody else would do. I would go to the trucks, the vehicles that go up and down the streets in Las Vegas, and everybody would have a truck going up and down. I said, you know what? I'm going to put five trucks back to back to back to back to back to back. And people came to me like, man, what is wrong with you? Why would you put all of those trucks back to back to back to back to back to back? I said, why are you asking me? Have you got, your t- got your attention, didn't it? Got your attention, didn't it? Mm. And then everybody started to copy off me. But I was blessed to go to Las Vegas. They called me the new Mr. Vegas for those years back then. And uh, I, um, I have the honor of working in Las Vegas longer, more shows than any African-American ever. Mm. Uh, that includes Red Fox, Simon Davis Jr., and Lena Horn, because I own the show. I, and I... Uh, I was the producer, the director. The, the, I had 26 employees. Uh, it was pretty, you know, 800-seat room at, at the Flamingo in Las Vegas all those years. So, and it's just the pleasure, just being blessed to be able to do that, man. And now I'm back there right now at the Westgate. I'm at the Westgate right now. Okay. I'm not there now, but I'm on the board. Okay. And when, when COVID, when this bid is over... Then I'll go back in. I'm not in a hurry to get back on. Las Vegas is going to open up as of yesterday. It's going to open back up on the 20th of November. Yeah, you got to catch
1: that shit first in unprecedented amounts and then let it thank die. Thank you down. so much.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. You be, you be thinking. I be thinking. My you brother. Be thinking. So, and then they might, you know, since I have, they might throw me out of the hotel because I'm not ready to go back to work yet. Mm-hmm. I've done 100,000 shows already. So I want them to uh, vaccine or whatever. Uh, I don't trust the system, you know, in showbiz uh. Matter of fact, I didn't get fired, but I just quit a job at Netflix. Recently? Um, we shut ne- Yeah, it's the Jamie Foxx show. We shut down on on March 14, and uh, it was our show. A, it's a great show. It's a, it's about Jamie Foxx's life at Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's called uh, Dad. Stop embarrassing me. It was about his daughter, me, and everybody else that was freeloading on him in his house. His real life. And I played the second character, Jamie Foxx, George Wallace. I was his daddy, and when we shut down. Uh, March 14, and they they're back now. And they asked me to come back. I think they've been back like three weeks, and I said I'm not ready to come back yet because I fit so many uh, description from the CDC. They didn't want to fly on the airplane at the time. Uh, I'm five pounds overweight. I'm black borderline hypertension, so I chose not to go back. And uh, so, uh, uh, as far as acting, I quit that show, and uh, they well uh, fortunately they had paid me for every show already. Hey, <laughs> and I don't. I'm scared because I'm wondering: are they gonna ask for the money back? I would just so I, uh, sit it over there. Just so scared. I stopped that. That's what I did. So I, uh, uh, so I'm out of that. You were talking about me getting into television and everything. What was the original? My thought just went crazy there. What were you talking? What were we talking about?
1: Um, you were talking about um your residency. So I'd ask. Oh you yeah, the, yeah,
0: yeah. So and so that's why now I'm back at the Westgate there, and I own and operate that show also. So
1: surely you've encountered. Wayne Newton a million times.
0: <laughs> Wayne Newton. <laughs> I to, Listen, hey, so the newspapers told me, they said, George Wallace, the new Mr. Bakers, George Wallace, the new Mr. Bakers. And I'm like, damn, the newspapers. It's in the news. The head guy, reviewer, critic. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, shit. And I just, and so I, said, I left it alone for two years. And I thought about it. I go, man, you got to take advantage of that stuff. I didn't say it. They said it. And I called the guy the newspaper. He says, you damn right go with it. Because Mr. Vegas, Wayne Newton did call me. It's a built-in nonstop,
1: like it's like an anti-pitch. You don't have to pitch. It's like, I'm me. And then that's enough.
0: That's what that is. I'm me. Yeah, that's enough, they say. Yeah. Then you're just in there. Wayne Newton was angry. He called me and said, Don't listen to that guy, man. Don't go and then just do that. Said, well, yeah, before you got here, before they call you, uh, Mr. Las Vegas sammy davis jr was so it's always somebody to take your place that's, so i have to i have to ride with it dude that's I why i asked about wayne
1: it, newton because i knew that he probably thought that he was the one because yeah and he, he got an old and he like can't he
0: the one well he was one nobody did better than he uh, let me tell you i didn't make the money he made i can tell you that he was he was back in the day when every show was sold out no matter what mm-hmm. um, i was opening for people like that tom jones and that caesar's palace and uh that's how I really learned how to do comedy. I was open. But every show was sold out back in the day. And you couldn't go in the showroom without a jacket. Did you know that? You had to be dressed.
1: No, oh, bro. You had to be dressed. In a hot-ass <laughs> suit under them hot-ass lights. All
0: well, but the rooms were cool, but you were at a show, man. You were, you were in Circus Maximus showroom. You were in good shape, looking good in a the jacket. They had dinner shows and everything. But uh,
1: Now, you said that you were at the uh, comedy store. And that was one of my favorite places. Like, that's one of my joints. Like, that's where I'll be. Actually, a good friend of mine, Steve Simone, he runs the community outreach and everything over there at the comedy store. He just... Like everyone else, they start... Dude, why don't I
0: know you? Why come I never sing? Because I'm not there every day like because I used to be, because so I used to live there.
1: Yeah, like we just miss each other all the time. You know what And
0: when I would come in, I would do 15 minutes and leave, because I'm one of the guys that do the comedy store and rush over to the improv and get off stage and then rush up to the lab factory. Mm-hmm. And then go over to the comedy... Uh, what's the one on uh, my, my friend over on Pico? Uh, the the comedy... Uh, uh, Pico? Psh, what is the over Black there? The Black Club. Uh,
1: well, there's Ice House. There's... Uh, Shit. I don't know what the black club would be on there. It wasn't a coming zone. A guy
0: named Ian on Pico. Just before uh Roscoe's chicken and waffle. Come to Union. Oh, okay. Okay. Used to love that place. Used to love that place, man. Mm. So and I just I'm surprised I hadn't run into you. Yeah, because I would be there
1: like Steve is like, whenever you want to pull up, just let me know. And like, you just in there. And so I'll just be like, yo, Steve, I'm, you know, I'm bringing so-and-so through, or, or, you know, I'm bringing a little bitty through. Say no more, fam. Just walk up to the thing and then just walk on in. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is at, at the comedy store. I never see you. Like, I was in the, I would be in the back kicking it with Brody Stevens, you know what I'm saying? Like, just whoever's back there.
0: Kirk well, the these box, are new guys. These are new yeah, guys. You know what I'm yeah, I was there years before you got there, probably. But well, Witherspoon, I,
1: I, so you definitely was functioning with John Witherspoon then, because he started with Mitzi just working the door, like just working out front. John Scary. Witherspoon is the
0: first comedian to bring me on stage. Oh. 1977. 1977. Wow. Yes, he was on stage, and, and he was emceeing, and he was great. He was... Uh, we became friends, of course. Back then, you know, there's only like four black comedians. And all y'all had was the yeah, yeah, three you yeah, yo. yeah was me and Paul Mooney, and uh, who else was there? Uh, Richard Pryor, Paul Mooney, me, and a few other, Marshall Warfield, a few of us, uh-huh. yeah. So Rest all of power. us we, we hung, we hung together every night, every night. And Spoon had told her, at his funeral, I told the story that he came out to uh, he came out to Beverly Hills to become a, a model. Yeah, I, I told him. I told him at the at the theater, who the fuck told you you was cute? <laughs> no. he, Spoon
1: shared that story, and I was like, a model, huh? I, I, I
0: <laughs> you I, looked I, twice too. I, huh? never, you know? I never knew. Oh. I a model, huh? Him. Yeah, he used to work at Beverly Hills selling ladies' shoes. He you came know? from Detroit. He's from Detroit. Yeah. And he goes from,
1: I'm like, oh man, you from Detroit? My best friend is from Detroit. He grew up in Southfield. You know what I'm saying? And that sort of thing. And then he went, I was a model. Detroit. I was a model. I was like, "What?"
0: Dude, dude, 1977, when I first met him after about 2 weeks, we all go together. Every night after the show, we go eat eat breakfast. You, you, and he studied a little, he studied a little bit is it, and I'm like, "Who the fuck told you you was good? i fight? fuck we eat each other up, you know how we are. Just Yeah. You, Black you, you shut up. You shut yeah. up. Black <laughs> and me. tim reed tim reed was sitting there and tim reed said he would never succumb to the white man doing crazy shit like wearing outrageous colors and all kind of stupid ass shit and and being and turn you into a nigga he said and the next thing you know his ass on wkrp with a feather come on his hat with an orange hat on so we thought he said brother the money and <laughs> tim reed so never know what you're gonna do
1: shoot spoon used to have some shirts on he used to like a rodeo clown with them shirts, with the, the flower petals, and the, the, the rodeo clown that comes out of the barrel, right? Yes, that comes out the barrel <laughs> to like get the heat off of you, the matador, so you can get the hell up out of there. I can see the blue and white one right now that with yellow pants. Shirt.
0: Yes, with the yellow ass pants, the banana boat yellow pants. Uh, I was man, like... that was my friend. He called me by my first name. He knew me before I was George Wallace. My real name is Henry Wallace. Mm-hmm. So when I get to when I got to Las Vegas, when I got to Los Angeles, already Henry Wallace in the union. My dumb ass said, well, I'll take my daddy's name. What the hell, George Wallace. But every time they, he said, Henry! That's what he got. Henry! <laughs> and the people that really know me, comedians that start back in the, in the 70s and, and Jay Leno and everybody, Henry! Mm. Be, it's amazing. So, uh, But Spoon was great, man. What a good friend he was. What's
1: well, incredible about hearing him speak or talk is you realize, you know, and I think that this guy is always this. This is literally him.
0: Oh, oh, that, oh no, 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 no. That was him. Pops? Pop. That was him. Yeah, that was him. Wow. just straight ahead. Everything he did in the uh, uh, the Fridays, all of the movies, that was him. Mm. Don't know about it going there for three weeks. <laughs> it's gonna be about 35, 45 minutes. It's going to be about
1: 45, 45 minutes. Dude, you got voices there.
0: Just, you're good. You too. Hey, dude. Now I talk a little more because the six oh seven I got another show I'm gonna pre- prepare for. But like I said, we're gonna come back and we're gonna do this again. Yes, sir, again and again, again, again and again and again. I'm learning from you, but it's been an honor. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we've been talking for a long time. I guess we just met over the uh, man online somewhere, right?
1: This is Twitter. It was Twitter. This is Twitter. Like okay. years and years and years ago. It's 2011, 2011, well.
0: 2011, I, 2011. Say, yeah, like, you joined, I think you started in 2009 Yeah, I technically started I, in 2009 You started in 2011 I started in 2011 Yep. And, uh, How come we remember each other's shit? Like, they, where and I missed you for 5-6 <laughs> years, dude
1: I, I was on some bullshit Plus, it's been about that long Since I've even been on Twitter at all Because I, You it, went away okay. it, it's, it's just a goofy place I was just so focused on what I was doing And Twitter's a, a
0: bunch of bullshit so I
1: decided to Not, decide not like to
0: Facebook I got to fuck off Facebook I, but I can't handle this man Ain't Facebook was that crazy news. That yes. was crazy man And I had a birthday And one time I had a birthday I got 3,000 happy birthday. I don't know these fucking people man. And I just said I can't take this anymore You know every night You read your your email Just gotta be too much So I wanna wait for I'm still away on. Uh, every now and then I go back to Facebook For some reason now, uh, but,
1: Sometimes people Will send me some shit That's on Facebook And I'm like damn This is gonna send me to Facebook And I don't be on that you
0: know, know what I'm right? saying, man. but uh, yeah, it's, it's a good place to promote yourself and do things. So, but I can't get into it yet. But I want to thank you for this time. And um, if you got any more questions for me, you can do that. You can say that,
1: my brother. This is the start of a beautiful thing, or the continuation of a beautiful thing. Like you're about to be right Listen, back. And we're about to fly right back like we never left, brother. I really and when we
0: get, when I get back to L.A., we'll sit down and have some coffee together, okay? And I will buy the
1: coffee. Yes, sir. Okay? What are your socials? Like, where can people reach you? What's coming oh, up Oh, you next? can reach me at this Twitter.
0: Show? At, uh, the, the show is in Las Vegas, so everybody Not that in L.A. One. knows. Not that one. The one tonight. Sybil. Oh, Sybil. Yeah, that's right. We're on Sybil. Sybil Wils Live. Yeah, everybody knows Sybil Wolfs from the Tom Jones Morning Show. Um and, and I'm on with her tonight, 7 o'clock. Go to YouTube and go to Facebook and catch us out there. We're going to have some fun. And we're going to talk about uh, voting. You are going to talk about voting tonight and what's going on in America. Things you need to know. Bring uh, your answers. We're going to hit the news. Yeah, bring your answers. Call some friends. Let's do that. Go to YouTube, okay? 7 o'clock tonight. We'll be there and, and, and we'll be talking. George Wallace has a, also a new show coming up. I'm going to get around to it. Talking Chit with George Wallace. Hey. Talking shit. It's a chit chat show. It's a chit chat. <laughs> it's a chit chat show. So, if you want to come on, I would definitely have you on to talk some chit. I'd be honored about be that. Honored. So, you so, the word. So, so do that. Also, I'm also doing a show. Uh, like I said, I just stopped doing the Jamie Foxx show. Daddy, please stop embarrassing me. I'm also connected with Norman Lear. I've known him for many years. And just this year, I went back to Norman Lear and I said, I want to redo, uh, reboot. Samford and son, or something similar. He said, No, we ain't gonna do that. We ain't gonna do that. And you know, this guy's 97 years old. Had a meeting with just brought me in. He loves me. And then I thought about it after I left. I said, I got it. A friend of mine has two kids. And one of the kids is, um, even at that age, is transgendered, uh, trans, in transit. Uh, didn't, no, he's a little boy, but it's he wanted bad. to.
1: And is he in transition?
0: Now in transition I mean you're doing the operation and everything like that, right? Right, that's true. But he's just, he's just a little boy, but he always liked doing girlish things, wearing girl clothes and things like that. And okay. I and I, and we talked about that as a kid and said, but Dan, it doesn't matter what he is, you got to love this kid, right? So as we were talking there and we were talking about the show at the same time, and it said, bam, I wanna do Sanford and Son, What are we gonna do? Then I thought about Laverne Cox. Oh, right, from uh, Orange is the New Black. Shout out to Laverne. So here's the new sign from the sign. Hey, Laverne Cox, we were born, the show was based out of, of Bomber, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And me being a black dad, you know what black dads do, especially in the South? We put bread on the table, food on the table, and that's all we do. The mother usually raise the kids and things like that. Or what we did was we try to get the kid to play baseball, football, were, well, my son was not into that. My son was a little different, and I and the dads say they don't know, but they do know that the boys is a little different, you know. But mm-hmm. they don't accept it because back in the day it was just stupid, people got to be educated. Mm-hmm. So, but this kid turns 16, he goes to New York City. When you go to New York City, most people go there to do their thing, to do and be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And he did very successful in New York. Didn't have a breakdown, but he came back to Mobile, Alabama, knocked on the door. Says, Dad, it's me. I said, me who? It's your son, Edwin. But he has a new name. I forgot his, his new name. And said, I don't, are you his wife? You? Because he's all transitioned now. And so now I got, and I slammed the door in his face and he knocked again, going, and said, it's me. And I had to be, I, I thought it's such a great premise that now I've got to learn, I've got to be educated. I got to, and America has to be educated about dealing with letting people be who they were. Love is love. I love trumps everything. And uh, what I didn't understand, now I do have to understand. Every time I call him a he, I have to put a dollar in the jar. All kind of crazy things. <laughs> I mean, eventually, I have him, I have her running. But and we go back to the church. We take it because this is the worst place to go for homosexuality or any kind of transitional program. Because mm-hmm. the black church has got to learn and to deal with everybody. And that because you know, if it wasn't for, how do you say that? Uh, one preacher said. It wouldn't be no choir if they weren't <laughs> Yo they, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah absolutely. So don't 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 try to go all too crazy. Runs. Yeah, don't try to don't try to go too crazy if they were not in the church. So you can act, you can talk too much if you want to. They was all up, they up in running, the church. But <laughs> no, all up in the church. So so we deal with the church and eventually I'll have her run for mayor of the city. She not necessarily will win, mm-hmm. but it does create awareness where people learn to uh live with each other, no matter what. So it's all about love. Me learning, me being educated, the city being educated, the world being educated. So, and that show is going to be called Clean Slate unless we change the name. George Wallace, Norman Lear, and Laverne Cox.
1: Okay, and Mr. George Wallace can be found at Mr. And George that's Wallace
0: at Mr. George Wallace. That's on Twitter, and the real George Wallace on Instagram. If I ever get a chance to go over there, sometimes the older people don't do things as 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 well as you younger people. We just lazy and shit and don't want to learn <laughs> see you know I should be on Instagram every night I love going to everybody else's Instagram I love talking I ain't got nothing to do I love I'm, I just love lying and making up shit that's what I love doing we make stuff uh, up
1: that's what we do and that's why, that that's why that's why I'm on
0: it and I'm learning so much more about you and you know so much about comedy and I want you to get your ass out on that stage you understand me
1: well, sir, I guess I'm going to have to go on and do that then. And I've done it once. I've done it out in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. you only
0: done it once? I've done it once. Well, a, let me tell you this. It's a lot of work. I, I can't tell you to get into comedy because it's nothing. It's it's the hardest thing to do art form wise. I can't tell you to do that because uh, it's so much work and it's something you got to have it in you. And, 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 you know, like I say, uh, doing comedy is my sex, it's my drugs. There's nothing better than going on that stage talking to people that I don't even know. And and man, when I see happy people, it makes me happier. I wrote a book. I wrote a book called Laugh It Off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Laugh It, Laugh it off, off by George I was encouraged Williams. to write this book by Joel Osteen. And the, 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 the foreword is written by my best friend of 45 years, Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about a lot of this stuff the next time when we come back. But in the book on page 62, it says, honor your essence. And when you honor your essence, you go and you show people you love what you do. Mm -hmm. I love what I do. I go on stage. People come, they pay you to see me. I always say I would do it for free, but they pay me and they pay me all kind of crazy ass money. And I just tell the people, and I crack up every night. I'm so blessed. All I do is just lie, just make up shit, (laughs) just lie. But people need laughter in their life because laughter is healing for the soul. When you stop laughing, you stop living.
1: I'm gonna send you some of the comedy shit that I've done because I did. So I dedicated my life to comedy and martial arts. and okay. Comedy. I just don't do it on the stage. You see what I'm saying? Okay.
0: Okay. Well, I, hell, you might be a, a great writer. You might be a great producer.
1: I went to school. So at Syracuse, and we'll unpack this in our next uh, conversation. You went to school I went school to Syracuse. School Evan you really thank you.
0: You really think you're something,
1: don't you? No, 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 no. Oh. I was in television, radio, and film programming. so- You really think you're something. And you better I always answer that, I,
0: you better always answer that question with a yes. I you would, better always say- Yes. 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 I, okay, yeah. there you go. Damn right, there you go. Yeah, yeah. own that shit, man, <laughs> own that shit. When but, I say that, that's a great compliment. You mm. really think you're something, don't you? Damn I went there right. to
1: study comedy. Yeah, like it was interesting.
0: Comedy- Syracuse. Around. Mm-hmm. Almost got a job at Carrier. Is that for the Carrier air conditioning place What's the what's in, what's yep. in Carrier Stadium, the Carrier, the Carrier Dome. dome. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> were you were you there in school when the basketball people were crazy? You guys were winning everything. Yep, I was there. As well, what else had, is in- um,
1: Lamelo or Mello or whatever? Not Carmelo Anthony,
0: but um, yeah, another catch like
1: Scoop Jardine and those guys.
0: Scoop Jardine, crazy ass name. No, um, so. Uh, I was gonna ask you something about that. Anything else was happening in Syracuse at the time? Just basketball. Um, basketball. School. When
1: I left, the the other stuff, the allegations, the weird stuff that yeah. was going on there behind closed doors. That was going on. But other than that, I was <laughs> neck deep and comedy writing and breaking down scripts and learning how to produce a show and run a show and all that stuff. Editing. Dude,
0: I could learn a lot from you. Look at you. Learned editing and radio, comedy. and
1: a, a lot of radio. So I was learning I how to use I don't know. It. I don't know this stuff. I don't know anything like Chroma that. Chromie Key, green screen. You do, though, because you got on on the job experience. That's more valuable than going to school to learn the shit.
0: But what if I knew it like you know it?
1: You would be... <laughs> The same Uh, dude you are today, you didn't need that. uh, shit. Look at you,
0: look what you've done. uh, Come on, I I, 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 let me tell you something else. I am the most successful entertainer you've ever met. You are not how much, it's not how much money you make, it's how you enjoy your life living. Mm. And I talk all the time. We were talking uh, about three years ago, Seinfeld, myself, and uh, 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 Anderson. What's the name Uh, on Cooper? Anderson, Anderson Cooper. I was just talking
1: about.
0: Well, him, throw him in there, too. So we're talking about, is it better to be rich or better to be famous? And just we're just talking on all that. So You know what? I got it better than both of you guys. I got enough money to retire, do anything I want to do. I could do, I do shows. I could travel all over the world. Everything you guys do, I can do it. But I can go pee. They can't go pee. They can't do nothing. Cameras on them everywhere.
1: Yep. Everywhere. If they can keep that. For real, yeah, like, they, if I'm respected among my peers and my people, I'm cool. Just give me the cool. bags. Give me the bags. I, told I want them. to go shopping when I want to go shopping.
0: Oh, and nobody, buy, and I tell my, you know, enough people know me walking down the street in this so all is all satisfy my little ego. Mm-hmm. And to this, you know, and I just believe that. And I'm so blessed to be honored to, with a profession that I love what I do. I have a passion for just saying hello to people. And people come and say hello to me. So hello to you. And thank you. And you need to know something good is going to happen to you, whether you like it or not. My and brother. I'm Dr. George Wallace. I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And I always have to finish up saying, with your punk ass. So-
1: <laughs> with your punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: so, man, you, man. Uh, let's do it again. I love you, too. Get back to me. Let's talk again, okay? Yes, sir, brother. And I'm of I'm, 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 I'm age. So that means I got to go pee. <laughs> Be of good, man. YouTube We're out of here. We'll okay, talk soon. keep smiling no matter what.
1: Yes, sir, brother. See you soon. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, that was George Wallace, and that was the legendary George Wallace. Do your research. Do your Googles. Use Bing if you got Bing. Use whatever you need to do. Smoking, if you have any questions for me, you can send it all in your inquiries, your content to IMeanPod at I gmail.com. I'm Reach out to me on Instagram at Monkey D. Travanti, like Monkey D. Luffy. Uh, Monkey D. Travanti, okay? I'm the same thing on Twitter, Monkey D. on Twitter. Holla at me. You can send anything over there. We can just have a conversation Whatever's on your mind right? Um, and you know Be respectful Keep it within reason You understand And also I stream on Twitch So that's a fun way To to, to uh, interact with one another too I'm on Twitch It's twitch.tv Slash Monkey I'm Monkey D On Twitch And Discord Sign up motherfuckers um, Rate the show If you like the show You can uh Rate me a stir, Leave a sterling Five star rating Um That helps with the algorithms, The algorithms And algorithms. Um That helps me Be visible to People who might not Be familiar with the show But Are looking for a show Like this And a host like this And with guests like this You know what I'm saying Conversations like this So I really appreciate Y'all for Uh Rocking with me And showing me some love And some respect Um We could all use that And that shit goes a long way Um yeah, so I mean that I'm going to put these uh, bits of information In the in the description Please share, like, subscribe You can visit my website My um, um, personal site at uh, www.imean.com That's dot mean.com It's got cool, fun content I update that stuff when there are needs Or reasons to update the shit and uh, we'll be right back with another one. So I just appreciate y'all for rocking with me. And this is going to be the first of many conversations with my brother, good friend George Wallace. All right? Appreciate it, y'all. Y'all be good. Stay safe. Wash your fucking hands or brush your teeth. But in
0: the streets got up sadly coughing it up bleeding badly we lost some bruh all i could do is dedicate my next player move to you so just know who it's for when i slide through frame on the floor, this cruise life i choose i'm on i'm on more than sports center i'm on like porch lights at home bitches yeah, home. Loaded. Loaded. oh I've been drinking, I've been drinking, I've been smoking, I'm fully loaded, loaded. I've been been drinking, I've been drinking, I've been been smoking, I'm fully loaded, loaded, loaded.